coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. So look around your house and help yourself first. Pick up the phone and call us at 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, April showers may bring May flowers, but what else do they bring? Well, they bring bugs. Spring is almost here, and with it comes the creepy crawlers, the kind that freak you out and eat your house. We're going to teach you how to protect yourself in just a bit. And after so many years of seeing the Energy Star label on all kinds of appliances, dryers are finally getting in on the act. Well, we're going to tell you what you need to know about the new Energy Star ratings for dryers that's turning them into money-saving laundry machines. That's coming up this hour. And speaking of laundry, someone's laundry room is a little more zen lately. We're going to hear all about your laundry room redo project, Leslie, and I want you to tell us what you learned that can help our listeners on their next project. All right, we'll do. And also, we've got a great prize today, guys. It's going to make our winner's house pretty much the cool one on the block, not to mention the safest. We're giving away a quick set Kivo smart lock, and now it's the latest in smart home technology, and it will let you unlock your door with simply the touch of your hand. That's right. No more fumbling around for your key. It's a cutting edge prize worth $219 going home to one lucky caller. So give us a call right now with your home improvement hassles and headaches. We're here to help at 888 Money Pit. Richard in Ohio is living in a pretty drafty house. Join the club. Tell me what's going on. Insulation contractor came and blew cellulite insulation in the walls. Left a lot of voids in it, which caused a forced draft. So I had infrared camera work done. And uh, the floors are like 31 degrees and about 45 degrees waist high. And uh, I can't seem to figure out what's going on here or what to do about it. However, I found a physics teacher it restores old homes. She told me that uh, if you leave an old, a void in an insulation insulated wall, it will uh, cause a forced draft. There'll be pretty, quite a few forced drafts in here. Well, maybe, maybe not. But here's the thing. First of all, you had blown an insulation done, and you followed that up with an infrared camera inspection. I'm guessing you didn't do that right after the uh, installer was done, correctly? You did this later on to try to figure out why it was still cold in the house? Yes. Yeah. And... It's very difficult to install blown-in insulation in a wall and do it correctly. So we've heard this before. The best installers will you know, take a long time to make sure it gets in just right. They put in just the right amount, and they knew how to get it in every bay, and then they use an infrared camera to figure out if they've missed anything. So it sounds to me like now we've got a real mess in the outside wall. We don't know what's insulated, what's not insulated. Let's set that aside for right now and cover two other very important basics. Number one is the attic. We want to make sure that you have enough insulation in your attic because if you can trap the heat from escaping or the, from the attic, which is where most of the heat leaves the house, you, you may find that it's going to make you more comfortable. In the, the attics of Ohio, where you're located, you're going to need at least 15 to 20 inches of fiberglass insulation. Most people don't have that much, but that is what the Department of Energy would recommend. So if you don't have that much insulation, the first thing I want you to do is add insulation to your attic. The second thing, you mentioned you're on a crawl space. Your floor has got to be insulated. Again, unfaced fiberglass bats. If it's a standard 2 by 10 floor joist, you want to fill that up with a full 10 inches of insulation. If you can insulate the floor and the attic, two areas that are accessible and easy to access, you're kind of halfway there. Now, what are we going to do about exterior wall? Well, 
Short of taking it apart, we're not going to easily solve this problem with a blown-in. If you had an insulation company that could work with the camera and add additional blown-in, they might be able to fill it in. But that's going to be expensive, and I don't know if you're going to get a good return on investment. So what I would suggest you do is everything else that you can do to stop the drafts. So that means sealing around windows and doors and outlets and light switches, especially to make sure that we get as many of those gaps closed as possible. And then from a decorating perspective, very often, um, Leslie, you jump right in because I've heard you recommend heavy drapes over these windows, too, to try to short circuit those drafts that are sort of falling around the windows. Yeah, and you can do it sort of twofold. You know, we have drafty windows. Unfortunately, um, the previous owners installed not the greatest of windows, and they were poorly installed. So short of doing like a major project here, I've gotten creative. I've done a sort of double-lined fabric shade that's up against the glass portion of the window itself. And I'll draw those down during the colder times. And then I have a heavier drape that I use in the winter as well that's lined that I will just close up, you know, to make sure that I'm keeping those drafts out. Also, if you've got baseboard heating in that room, you want to make sure that nothing is blocking those baseboards. You know, your furniture, you've got to pull away from the walls. You know, think about giving it some air to just sort of circulate the heat around the room a little bit better. Um, but but really heavy fabrics, heavy draperies, that really does make a huge difference. Richard, I hope that advice helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Shirley in Nebraska is on the line and has some issues with heating water. Tell us what's going on. You've had four in twenty eight years. That is an amazing turnover rate, and not in a good way. No, it's not a good one. It's not. And when I talked to um, someone from our gas company, we have a maintenance thing with a gas company, and they said, well, the one thing is maybe, uh, I said, I thought with a water softener, you were supposed to be able to prolong the life of your appliances. And he said, well, maybe your salt level's too high. Our plumber does not think so. So I just kind of wondered what your take was on it. Okay, first of all, if you have city water, then you shouldn't need a water softener. You should just be able to work with that water right out of the tap. I think you've had extraordinarily bad luck having to replace the four water heaters in, in 28 years. If you feel that the water, even the city water, is a little bit hard, then, of course, you can use a water softener. And you might want to consider use, using one that is uh, a no-salt water softener if corrosion is is a concern. There's a product called Easy Water that uses electricity to polarize the hard water minerals inside and uh, force them to not stick to the sides of pipes and faucets and fixtures. So that's another option as well. But uh, the next time you buy a water heater, um, I would look for one that's got the best warranty because you haven't had very good luck with this, and uh, at least it'll be covered. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pretty much whenever that pipe breaks or something is going on at your Money Pit. We are here to answer your calls. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, a question. What's got more legs than you do and is heading your way right now? Bugs, of course, with spring around the corner, the pesty creatures are coming out of the woodwork or perhaps even going back in for a snack, and that could mean trouble for your house. We'll have tips to keep them away next. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? 
That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. Money Pit is presented by Pavestone's easy-to-stack Rumblestone Rustic Building Blocks. Create any outdoor hardscape you can imagine to instantly add old-world charm. Available at the Home Depot. For more information and product instructions, visit pavestone.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you are listening to the Money Pit, where we give away a prize that's really helpful and sometimes really cool and helpful. And, you know, this hour, we've got one that's pretty much awesome. We've got the Quickset Kivo Smart Lock. It lets you unlock your door with, get this, the touch of your hand, so no keys are needed. Give us a call right now for a chance to win this fantastic prize worth $219. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Going out. To 
to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement question, drawn at random from the Money Pit Hard Hat. 888-666-3974. Julian in Louisiana is working on a tile ceiling makeover project. Tell us what you're working on. I'm wanting to repair my ceiling. Uh, the the old uh, styrofoam uh, square, 12-inch square tiles are in bad uh, need of repair. Some of them are, are broke, broken loose, and some of them are stained. And, and I want to do something to cover that up. Uh, but I'm not sure if I need to take those down or if I can cover put something over the top of them. I would recommend that you take the tile down and okay. not sandwich them in between new drywall. Now, when you take those down, Julian, what you're probably going to find are wood strips uh, underneath that. We call it furring strips, yeah. It's yeah. going to be a pain in the neck because you're going to have, like, you know, hundreds of staples to pull out one at a time or, or right. bang flat. Right. But when you do take them out, get all those staples nice and flat, and then go ahead and add the drywall right to the wood strips. And I would recommend you use drywall screws to hold it in place because sometimes those strips get a little bouncy if you try to nail into them, and the screws will be the easiest way to handle getting those sheets in place. And that'll do a real good job, and, and, and you'll be very happy with it, I'm sure. Okay, okay. Is it very hard to do the uh, the design on the ceiling, like the stomp and drag? That's what type of finish I was trying to, to, to get. Is that hard to do yourself? Can I tell you how many calls we get from people that want to take that away? Oh, really? Seems like a good idea at the time, but we get dozens of calls every month from folks that want to remove textured ceiling. So really? we'd say don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Do a good job with your tapes. You know, instead of doing just the paper tape when you're doing the joints on the drywall on the ceiling, use the fiberglass tape. Okay. Do thin right. coats. Do several coats and get wider as you go out from each coat. Let it dry well. Sand in between. Then prime it because you've got brand spanking new drywall. Prime it. Let it dry. Then you want a ceiling paint because it's going to adhere differently. Use a flat paint. White. You're good to go. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Julian. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Shirley in Oregon's on the line with a solar panel question. How can we help you? Hi. Yes. I had um, heard that with solar panels or solar shakes on the roof, that if you had a fire, the fire department would not be able to start fighting that fire until the sun went down because you're actually creating electricity. <laughs> and I just was considering putting solar, and I just wanted to make sure if that is correct that they didn't want to get the water on anything that was actively creating electricity. So let's just think about this, Shirley. Your house is on fire. The fire department pulls up. They spot the solar, the solar panels and say, ah, you know what? We'll be back, say, what, 637 o'clock? Sun should be down by then. Then we'll take care of it. That's what I thought was ridiculous. That's why yeah. I'm thinking, why is anybody doing solar if that's the case? Is no, that- I mean, look, there's electricity all throughout your house. Why would electricity on the roof have be any different? If electricity is a concern, the fire department's going to go over and turn the power off. They'll pull the meter. Well, they said that solar creates its own electricity, so even if the meter was turned off or pulled, that it still would be creating. Is that not correct with the solar? Let's think about what you're saying. You can fight a, a, a fire in a power plant if you had to. Okay. So this is not an issue. Um, somebody's pulling your leg, Shirley, Okay. I think it was just somebody that was kind of ignorant, and I said I, I couldn't hardly believe it, but I was going to ask before I <laughs> Thank you. Shirley, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Well, as we get closer to spring, warmer weather also brings an increase in the pest population. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about warmer weather, 60 degrees is that critical temperature. That's when you can expect to see lots of things popping up around you. So as you're doing your spring cleaning, take a few steps to keep spiders, ants, centipedes, bees, and wasps from making their way from the outside and into your home. And first and foremost, you want to look for areas where they can make their way into your home that may have been caused by winter damage. So we're talking about things like cracks in the foundation or missing sealants like caulks. These can be calling the bugs by name, inviting them to make a home right there in that crack or crevice. Yeah, and as you're getting your yard ready for spring as well, you want to move all of your winter firewood supplies away from your foundation. That wood is full of insects. I mean, it's been sitting there for months, and they've really had a chance to make a nice home. Also, you want to make sure that no leaky hoses are sitting around your yard or your patio or your deck. And if you're like most of us and hate the sight of those fast-moving centipedes, remember that centipedes feed on smaller bugs. So keep those smaller bugs away, and the centipedes will steer clear of your house as well. 888-666-3974. We don't want to steer clear from your home improvement questions, so give us a call right now. Bill in Florida needs some help with the garage floor. Bill, what's going on? We have stains from uh, acid spills in various places. Uh, the floor is about, the building is about seven years old. Uh, various stains uh, from the traffic and normal automobile uh, dirt. Yeah, regular wear and tear. I wonder if there's some company that specializes in or where I can find out how to clean the concrete floor first and then some possibly some coating that would withstand the acid and normal battery or normal automobile stains. So this is a big project. I mean, is this something you want to hire out, or do you have, like, a maintenance team in the building that would take care of this? No, we would have to hire someone. But uh, the the first challenge is to find out, uh, satisfy ourselves that it can be done. Well, it absolutely can be done, and and you you don't have to have a professional do this. Uh, it's really just a big painting project, and there are products that are used to clean the concrete first, and then there are different products that are used to paint it. Is there any problem in cleaning the spilled uh, battery acid? No. All of the painting products are going to have a recommended uh, prep procedure. And one of the ones that works very, very well is Quickcrete. They have an epoxy system, right, Leslie? Right. They've got a two-part epoxy garage floor coating system. A lot of people make them. I happen to really like the Quickrete because I like that they offer four different colors. I mean, I've never tackled a space larger than my own garage and a neighbor's garage, and this is a pretty massive space we're talking about. But, you know, your first step is going to be a product that they have called Bond Lock, and that really etches and preps the surface. It cleans it. It prepares it so that the paint in the epoxy coating system is going to adhere really well. So once you've done the Bond Lock step, the floor is prepped, ready to go, let it dry, whatever the manufacturer's directions say. Then you mix up this two-part epoxy floor coating, and that goes on. I mean, it's going to protect against gasoline, oil, scuffs, normal wear and tear. I mean, there's an additional coating that you can put on top that's premium that will, you know, 
probably because it's a commercial space you'll want to go for. But there are products out there. You don't have to worry about what's already on the floor as long as you do that cleaning step. And so all I have to do is contact the QuickCrete people. That's right. QuickCrete two-part epoxy is the best way to go. I really appreciate your help and enjoy your program. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Erica in Illinois is dealing with a paint situation. Tell us what's going on. You've got peeling and bubbling? Yes. Um, I had my paint, uh, my ceiling, ceiling painted by someone um, probably about three years ago. And just recently, the ceiling has started peeling, and the walls have started, oh, like crackling almost. Like it looks like uh, underneath there's a crackle to it, that if I pressed it hard, it would flake off. Okay, so I suspect that when it was painted last time, the walls may not have been prepped properly. They clearly were not primed. I think now's an opportunity, Erica, where you're going to have to get rid of all of that old loose paint, sand the ceiling down, sand the walls down, and and apply a primer. The primer is going to be key here because whatever that unknown surface is uh, underneath uh, that layer. We want to make sure we have something that can attach to it. And primer, you should think of as sort of the glue that makes the paint stick. So prep what you have, prime it thoroughly, then put a second top coat on. And that last coat, make sure you use a really good quality paint and make sure it's flat for the ceiling. And that will hide any imperfections that might be left behind. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, as far as my walls, do I need to try to scrape it off so I don't have any of this crackle-looking on my wall? Yeah, I definitely would. I would definitely try to get rid of as much of that loose paint as possible, and the same thing goes. Prime them and then do a top coat after that. Okay. All right. Sounds like a job, but I'll take it on. (laughs) And I know you can do it, Erica. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, are you looking to save some money on utilities? Well, aren't we all, really? So Energy Star, they are surprising us right now with a brand new way that we can save money. We're going to share that secret with you when the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show continues. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you're like most homeowners, you are always looking for ways to save money on monthly utility costs. Energy Star certified appliances have gone a long way in helping homeowners do just that. And now for the first time, clothes dryers are joining the list of Energy Star certified appliances. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So here to tell us more about that is Denise Durrett from the EPA's Energy Star program. Welcome, Denise. Thanks so much for having me on. Now, Denise, this is kind of unheard of. I mean, it's always been dryers or dryers. They use electricity or gas and they use a lot of energy because it's a dryer. So how is this energy star rated all of a sudden? Absolutely. So, you know, um, unlike clothes washers, which have seen about a 70% drop in energy use since 1990, as you said, dryers have remained largely inefficient. 
And clothes dryers actually use more energy than any other appliance in your home because, just like you said, they create a lot of energy to create the heat to dry your clothes. Now, that's, of course, while they're in use. Um, so Energy Star has now worked with manufacturers to bring more energy-efficient dryers to the market. And the way that these um, dryers have become more efficient is through um, innovative energy-saving technologies such as advanced sensors that do a better job detecting when your clothes are dry and then automatically shut the dryer off. So it doesn't run longer. And I guess that also preserves the clothes because they think that the longer you run your clothes in the dryer, the more wear and tear you get. Absolutely. It's a waste of energy and it does kind of wear down the fabric of your clothes. So, you know, and, and to be fair, you know, many people will say, well, my dryer has an energy, has, has a moisture sensor on it. And that's true. A lot of dryers have had sensors on there that were supposed to do exactly what this Energy Star uh, requirement um, does. But the problem was that they weren't living up to their duty. So, they, you know, the clothes would dry, you know, if you put it in and you put it on a 90-minute cycle, it would go the full 90 minutes and it may not have needed to because the clothes may have been dry. So what the Energy Star requirement does is it actually holds the manufacturers accountable for making sure that these sensors do the job that they're supposed to do and turn off when those clothes are dry. We're talking to Denise Durrett. She's a communications specialist with the, with the U.S. EPA's Energy Star program. It's a program we like a lot because it's a government program that really, really works. So, Denise, uh, dryers, in addition to having these sensors, they're also changing the, tac- the technology in terms of how they actual, actually dry when it comes to the electric units. Uh, they're now building dryers that are heat pump dryers. So you're essentially using a refrigeration cycle to very efficiently pull that moisture out of the clothes as well, correct? Absolutely. So yes, there are a couple of models that uh, currently have, um, that currently are Energy Star certified um, that uh, have the advanced heat pump technology. And these are about 40% more energy efficient than, than a standard model. So a regular Energy Star certified dryer is going to be about 20% more efficient than a comparable um, non-certified model. But heat pump dryers actually go further down the energy efficiency line, and you can actually get about 40% savings off of those. Um, And what they do, heat pump dryers actually recapture that hot air that's used by the dryer, and they pump it back into the drum and reuse that heat. Um, so they're they're more efficient, and they also a lot of them avoid the need for ducts in your home. Wow, I mean that's really exciting because you know I just really don't think people have realized that dryers were just never very efficient, or you had the option for them to be efficient. Now, when we're talking about the fuel source with the dryer, you've got a choice of natural gas or electricity. Are you seeing an equal energy savings with both types of fuel source? Yes, actually, um, you know electric is predominant in the market. Most people have electric um, dryers, but you can, um, you know, compared to a standard new dryer, an Energy Star certified gas dryer can save about uh, more than 6 million BTUs of natural gas and about $65 in energy bill costs. 
um, each year. So let's talk a little bit more about the savings because it's always a cost benefit analysis that you have to do as a consumer to determine whether it makes sense to replace your existing dryer, assuming it's not you know completely broken down. Uh, at what point should you be thinking about replacement just because we can get the efficiency? Where can we expect to get the return on investment? Right. Well, let me just start by saying that a new closed dryer, so you know, I'm with the EPA and we're about environmental protection. And so, you know, for me, the story goes beyond just how much money you can save, but it's also what good it's going to do for the environment. And so when we look at the overall picture, you know, last year, more than 5 million dryers were sold in the United States. Um, There are um, about 80% of American homes actually have dryers. And so we've figured out that with this new Energy Star technology, if all residential uh, clothes dryers that were sold in the United States were Energy Star certified, we as Americans, we could save over $1.5 billion every year in utility costs, but we're also preventing greenhouse gas emissions that would be equal to those of more than 2 million vehicles off the road. And this is an every year number, so we'd be saving that amount collectively every year. Now, when you're looking at an individual home, it's, you know, it's a little bit less. So um, with dryers, because it's not a product like your refrigerator that stays on 24 hours a day, it's really how much energy does it use, you know, when it's, at, when it's operating. Um, so we've, so um, replacing, say, your old clothes dryer with a new Energy Star certified model can save you $245, and that's over the course of the lifetime of the dryer. So I would think that the next time you need a new dryer for your home, you certainly should be shopping for one that is Energy Star certified. Denise Durrett from the EPA, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit and for all the great work you do to help us all save money and save the environment. Thank you for having me. And for more information, you can go to energystar.gov slash new dryers. All right, great news as far as energy-saving dollars goes. Well, guess what, guys? We know you are ready for warmer weather, but is your house? We're going to help you check for winter damage and get it ready for spring when the Money Pit continues after this. The Money Pit is presented by PaveStone's easy-to-stack Rumblestone Rustic Building Blocks. Create any outdoor hardscape you can imagine to instantly add old-world charm. Available at the Home Depot. For more information and product instructions, visit PaveStone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And this hour, we're giving away a great prize to one lucky listener. It's the Quick Set Kivo Smart Lock, kind of featuring the latest in smart home technology. Yeah, you know, it not only lets you unlock your front door with the touch of your finger, it lets you send e-keys or virtual keys to your family and friends, and you can do it all with your smartphone. To learn more about this cool technology, check out quickset.com and call us right now for a chance to win this awesome prize worth $219. The number is one eight 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 money pit Brian in Ohio is dealing with a settling house. Tell us what's going on. Uh, well, I have a real nice 1930s brick colonial. And uh, in a number of areas, you can see that the house is settled so that the doors aren't square in the door frames. And uh, the tile on one wall in the bathroom is like about an inch below where the tile line on the other wall is. 
and there's some cracks in the outside of the brick structure. And I just wonder if it if there's a way to fix this to sort of square up the house. Because, among other things, if I redo the bathroom, I'm afraid that if the house is moving or twisting, so to speak, and I put new beautiful tile on the floor or the wall, that it'll crack that next. Brian, did you have a home inspection done when you bought the house? Well, I'm in the real estate business, so I kind of knew what I was getting into from the standpoint of the structure, so I did not have a home inspection done, no. Mm, Yeah, or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, as a former professional home inspector, my first... uh, my first advice would be to determine if the home is still actively moving. And that's the type of observation that takes a bit of a trained eye. You want to see if there's anything that tells you that those cracks are active or not. It may very well be that in a 1930s house, this is just normal settlement that's happened over time. In terms of resquaring the house, really bad idea. You never want to put a house back where you think it belongs because it took many, 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 many years to get into that sort of skewed, settled state. If you try Mm -hmm. to lift up different pieces, you'll end up cracking more walls, uh, breaking wires, breaking pipes, and that sort of thing. So what you would do if you redid the bathroom is basically just live with that, chalk it up to another real estate word, charm, and and just live with (laughs) it, okay? Great. Great. All right, there you go. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, spring, it really kicks off the official start of the home improvement season. And while there's probably a lot you'd like to do as the weather starts to warm up, it's going to be helpful to prioritize. And you want to check your home for damage that winter may have left behind. Yeah, start by heading outdoors. You can finally see your deck now that the snow and the ice are gone. But are you (laughs) sure they haven't been ravaged by winter, you want to get underneath that deck and check it for rot and make sure the joists and the posts are in good shape. And especially you want to inspect the area where the floor joists attach to the exterior wall or go through the exterior wall for and are supported by that foundation. Very often you will get rot or decay in that space. And that's really important that it be solid so you don't have any problems with deck collapses. Mm-hmm. And you want to give your roof a once over as well. You need to make sure that the shingles are still intact. You want to check the flashing around the plumbing vents. Also look at the chimney, you know, get some binoculars and really take a good look at the roof. And ice can do a real number on gutters. So while you're on the roof, check to make sure that the gutters are still connected. And also check the downspouts are not only intact, but that they are dumping at least four feet from your home's foundation. That is a key move to keeping your basement dry this spring. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? John in Massachusetts is on the line and needs some help finding a good licensed contractor. Good question, John. How can we help? I, I own a home uh, in New Bedford, and uh, the original part of the house was, it used to be back in 1940, it was a one-room candy store. And they put additions onto it. And the one-room part of the house that was original, 1925, when they built it, uh, it was the sills are rotted. Not because of termites, because I just had it checked out. There's no active termite damage at all. It's because water was getting in on the bad side of the house, on the on the weather side. And uh, and I found that out right after I bought the home. But I never got around to fixing the sills. I temporarily, uh, you know, uh, repaired it temporarily until I can get a contractor that's licensed because in the past I've worked with contract I've gotten contractors that said they were licensed and they're not. They just lie. They get it on their card and they're not even licensed. Well I think you can you can confirm all that with the local licensing authorities but Yeah, yeah, I know that now, but you know, uh yeah. It was a really 
hard way to go with a few of the contractors I've dealt with in the past. You know, they take a down payment and they wouldn't show up for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I have to call them, and you know. So things are a little bit easier today because of the advent of uh, the internet. Frankly, yeah. uh, the fact is that there's a lot of places where you can research and uh, see contractors and and check out their reviews and find one that's good. You know, one of the websites uh, that was one of the first ones is Angie's List. Yep, I called uh, them. You know, they've they've done well with that site. They've expanded to other areas, uh, including medical. But as far as contractors are concerned, that was one of their first uh, groups that they uh, had on the site. And there are lots and lots of reviews from people like yourself that have had positive and not so positive experiences with contractors. So, I mean, finding uh, one that way to kind of get started I think is a good idea. At least you can come up with a list of folks that have had, you know, some uh, bit of experience. And then from there, as you bring them into your house, you know, look, if it's something like sill repair, there's not a lot of material expenditure with that. So they shouldn't be looking for a, uh, for a big down payment. You should be, you know, maybe a, a progress payment along the way, but let's face it, there's not a lot of lumber expense when you're just replacing sills. It wasn't. It wasn't so much in the past of getting ripped up. It was. I had to chase them because they take the money from my job and they would go and do one day here, then they go to another yeah. job. And well, then, we want to make sure that, that the money that they get from your job is based on them finishing your job. All right. So I hope that helps you out. I would start with Angie's list and go from there. Hey, you know, we've been talking about my laundry room, and it is complete. And I'm not saying that it was an easy project, but it looks fantastic. And I definitely learned a few things along the way. And the things I learned, they might help with your next project. We'll tell you all about it after this. Money Pit is presented by Leviton, the brand most preferred by builders for wiring devices and lighting controls. With a focus on safety and convenience, Leviton products are the smart solution for all your electrical needs. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. want to remind you that you can post your home improvement questions and get answers in the community section of moneypit.com. Just this week, we solved questions on care for vinyl floor seams, how to fix saggy attic doors, and how to get super clean paint lines. So you can help yourself by posting your question at moneypit.com. Well, many times I'll meet a listener who comments something like, our homes must be perfect. Well, shocker, <laughs> they're not. Just like yours, they break down at the most inopportune time. But that only creates the opportunity to push through the bumps and the snags, which in Leslie's case resulted in a beautiful new laundry room. What she learned along the way is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, I really never thought I'd be so happy to head downstairs and do laundry, but I really am. And while I was really disappointed when the front loaders that I ordered wouldn't fit down the steps, you know, I mean, half of my motivation for taking on this project when my washer stopped working was that I wanted front loaders. But I did bounce back and I realized that it wasn't so much my washer and dryer that were the problem as the mess and the disorganization that kind of surrounded the whole situation in there. <laughs> and let me tell you, when I posted those pictures online on Facebook about what my laundry room looked like, that was really outside of my comfort zone. You know, I let you guys in to what a mess this one room was. And while it was kind of organized, there was just so much stuff in there. So I think the big key here was I took everything out of that space. And in taking all of this stuff out, I mean, I realized I had 
bottles and bottles of wine and alcohol that people had given us, you know, when they came over for a party or as a birthday gift to my husband or whatever. Things that I wasn't touching and hadn't touched in years. So I re-gifted those and prioritized that kind of area. I went through all the stuff and I saw I was holding on to weird things that I didn't need. And I was just shoving stuff in this sort of storage area that was there because it was sort of out of sight, out of mind, even though it was plainly in clear sight in the laundry room. So I sort of went through all of my stuff, saw exactly what I needed to be storing, which was extra paper towels and extra snacks for the kids and cleaning supplies and laundry detergent and, you know, ironing boards and all that stuff. And I looked at what I had that was going to go back in the space, and then I got the organizational supplies that went with it. You know, another thing that went on in there was the dryer and the washer sort of shoved into this corner, and then there was a slop sink that was, like, shoved right on top of that. So I was able to get a sink with some storage underneath. And granted, it's a small sink, so I'm not going to be, like, really scrubbing clothes in there. But for the most part, I wasn't doing that anyway. So I got something smaller that gave me so much more room. It was a great learning opportunity because my son, Henry, he's six and a half. And granted, he's not that capable of doing a ton of stuff, but he wanted to help. So I taught him how to cut in and he helped me roll on the paint and he helped me pick out the paint color, which he picked hemlock, which happens to be the same name of his school. So maybe that's why he picked that color. But it really is about making the project something that you can learn from, making it an experience for everybody in the house so that they can take on a new skill set. And for my son, he's so proud that he helped paint. And for me, it was an opportunity to get rid of stuff that I didn't need and really organize the stuff that I did need. So it was a great project. And I hope you guys will tackle it because now this is one chore that I'm thrilled to do. And laundry really isn't that fun. So you see there, our homes do break down, but when we dig into a project we get it done this is the money pit home improvement radio show coming up next time on the program you know the saying that goes something like good fences make good neighbors well it's true unless your fence happens to be a beat up old chain link fence and in that case your neighbors might disagree we'll have tips on fence makeovers on the next edition of the money pit i'm tom kreitler and i'm leslie segretti remember you can do it yourself but you don't have to do it alone Money Pit!